I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 228 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today's guest has a very inspirational story about his two twin girls who survived a birth in which they were given only a 10% chance of surviving. Don Shirell is a Hollywood cameraman who has worked on such films as Resident Evil. He has done a whole bunch of commercials as well. The birth of his twin girls led him to the music studio to write and perform a song called Miracles Happen. Don will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And while today's guest has a story of inspiration, tomorrow's guest has one of devastation. Marcus Koval is a former MMA fighter whose 15-month-old son, Liam, was tragically killed by a drunk driver. Marcus is now on a mission to change the drinking and driving laws across the country. He has already done so in the state of California with what is known as Liam's Law, named after his son. So please do not miss out on tomorrow's episode. Thursday, we are going to have a tech dad from San Francisco who is an internet entrepreneur. He got in the game right at the time of the dot-com bubble. He is an early investor of giants such as Twitter, Uber, and others. Kevin Rose will be here with me on Thursday. And Friday, I am going to close out the first half of 2019 with a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former Navy SEAL Troy Molesky will be joining me here. And you guys know just how much I enjoy speaking with the Navy SEALs. Some of you, in fact, have reached out to me on social media and suggested that I shouldn't be calling them former Navy SEALs because, as with the Marines, once a SEAL, always a SEAL. And I do respect that. However, the only reason I am sure to mention them as former Navy SEALs is because I do not want to mislead the listeners into thinking that I am interviewing active duty Navy SEALs. Um, and so far, all of the frogmen that I've interviewed have not seemed to have had a problem with this. And please know that in my book, they will, of course, always be Navy SEALs. They are the best of the best. All right, so there's a lot of great content coming at you guys the rest of this week. Please don't forget to share this podcast with every father that's in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump into the action right now with Hollywood cameraman Don Shirell. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a first class father. He is a Hollywood cameraman who has worked on such films as Resident Evil and the soon to be released Rambo Last Blood. He wrote and recorded an inspirational song about the miraculous birth of his twin daughters titled Miracles Happen. It is a big privilege for me to say, Don Shirell, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's dive into this here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Okay, I have four kids. And uh, let's see, my oldest boy is 11. Next to him is my eight-year-old boy. And then I have twin girls that just turned one this month. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I have four kids myself. Uh, do you have the boys involved in any sports or activities yet? Uh, you know, a very wise person once told me they get to choose one per season. And um, we, uh, my oldest son broke his hand, and um, that seems to have deterred my 
my eight-year-old as well. So we're, we have a sports-free summer this year, so more time for vacation and goofing around. Yeah, okay, I like that. All right, Don, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so I'm in the production business. Um, I uh, shoot and direct a lot of commercials or um, on the cameraman on second unit um, feature films and um, just sort of, you know, uh, shoot shoot and do the, the uh, post and field production on a lot of different projects and um, takes me all over the world. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. A lot of work, a lot of hours, a lot of time away from the family. But uh, when I'm home, there's not a normal nine to five schedule, which is good. So I'm, I'm when I'm away, I'm away. But when I'm home, I can really be home. Yeah, that's awesome, Don. And how old were you when you became a father? And how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Oh well, uh, let's see. That was my son was born. My first son was born in 2008. And uh, my wife and I were living in a very small condo at the time. And um, she said, uh, you know, she was pregnant and we were having a baby. And I was like, oh, boy, okay. I was a audio engineer at the time. And um, I thought, well, I guess I better add some more uh, skill set to the, to the repertoire and try to get as many gigs as I can. So I started branching out a little bit and scrambling to take any, any job I could, you know, as a freelancer, it's, it's, it's a tough world out there for anybody, but there's not much stability or security in it. So, uh, I would say that that lit the fire pretty well for me to, you know, go out and, and just sort of take any job I could. And, and, um, you know, we moved in with my parents, uh, just before my son was born to save up money and it sort of refocused everything like, okay, I have uh, a lot more going on now and a lot more responsibility and a lot more, a lot more of my focus needs to be on the future than, you know, just making the mortgage. Yeah, very well said. And you have a music career going on here as well. You recently dropped a song titled Miracles Happen. What was the genesis of the song and the album? About a year and a half ago, I started recording, um, you know, some of my original songs. Uh, up until that point, I'd recorded many, many songs, um, but for commercial applications. So, you know, other other projects, commercials, soundtracks, whatever. And uh, so this was a collection of songs and, and got a group of friends together and a killer producer named George Massenberg. And um, we were working together on another project and... And he said, you know, I hear you in the studio playing a couple of these tunes. Why don't we lay some down and see how they come out? And I said, okay. And so that's what sort of started the journey about a year and a half ago. And um, during that time, my wife got pregnant, and then we found out it was twins. And then we found out that we were going to, you know, the doctors told us we were going to lose one of our one of our babies, one of our twins, and possibly both. Uh, due to something called uh, fetal high drops, where fluid builds up between the, the skin and the and the organs of the baby. So um, it was a pretty difficult time, you know, as you can imagine. And it was scary, and and 
you're fearing the worst. And, and so I wrote this song, Miracles Happen, because, you know, that was in November. We were told that. But in February, miraculously, the eye drops went away and the girls are born in June and they're doing great. And um, so that that song kind of came out and that was the last tune we recorded of the 11 and the first one that we just uh, that we just put out. And, you know, it's just it's just that story going through a a really scary nightmarish kind of a time and um and witnessing a miracle and coming out on the other end of that and what that what that's like when it's like going through it and so i just had to had to sort of put that to music and, and so the song miracles happen is is the result of that yeah, what an incredibly inspiring song and story, Don. And I know that from having four kids myself, going through to pregnancies, especially when they are at high risk, uh, my wife and I, we're both carriers of cystic fibrosis, which meant that our kids had a one in four chance of having it. But thanks be to God, uh, we had four kids and none of them have it. Uh, we also suffered through quite a number of miscarriages as well. So all of that adds a bit of trepidation and nervousness to the whole experience. Um, so at what point in the pregnancies did you guys find out that your children had this? And at what point did you guys find out that they were in the clear? So it was like right before the holidays in November, we found out that one of the babies had it. And then we found out that the high drops went away in February. But, you know, they were still telling us there could be complications, club feed and all these different things. And, um, and they were born in June. They were born in June. And, uh, they, you know, they're doing great now. Um, they, you know, our, our, the, the baby that had high drops, um, was born like, well, they were both born in June, but she needed oxygen when she was born. And for three months she was on oxygen. She was in the NICU for three weeks. Um, and, but she, she's doing great now. Yeah, and I would imagine that having two kids in one shot is a tall order here. So, I mean, uh, what was the reaction from your two older children as far as the twins coming into the house here for the first time? Oh, they were great. I mean, they were, you know, they were living the the sort of fear and, and trepidation that we were, you know. So they were they were also just through the roof excited that the girls were here and, and um, you know, they're they're great. I mean, just great big brothers. They're 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 both really sweet boys, and they they look after their sisters, and and uh, they just they took it in stride, man, and have have totally uh, taken on that protective older brother role to the to the greatest degree. Okay, and would you guys say that, you know, having gone through all of this and given the circumstances of the twins' birth, would you say that um, your parenting style of the twins is a little bit different than it was with your first two children? Uh, you know, are you guys a little bit more cautious with everything, or is it just business as usual? Um, I think I'm probably way more cautious. You know, they're my little girls. I mean, my two boys, I was wrestling with them uh, from the moment that that you know, they were, they were able to sort of be thrown up in the air and caught again. But with the girls, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the one that's way more cautious with them and sort of like, you know, they, they are, uh, I got to protect them. I got to protect them. The boys, I'm, I was toughening up, but the girls, they're, they're my, 
and my little girls. Yeah, and I had my three boys first, and then we were blessed with our little girl, so I do understand that swing of emotion there. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's very different. All right, it's time to get an important word from our sponsors, and then back with more with Don Shirell. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Are you enjoying First Class Fatherhood? Did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? It may sound insane, but it's true. There is a free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Seriously, just go download the free PodCoin app on your iPhone or Android, and if you use my special code, Fatherhood, you will get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. The more you listen, the more PodCoin you earn. And then you turn those PodCoins into gift cards for places like Amazon, Starbucks, or more. So go ahead and listen to this podcast on PodCoin and sign up using the code FATHERHOOD. It will change the way you listen to podcasts. Let's go, dads. Summertime is upon us here, and there is no better way to spend time with your kids this summer than to take them to a live event, whether that's out at the ball field, at a monster truck rally, or even a Broadway show. Buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and apply my code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and First Class Fatherhood listeners are going to save $20 off their ticket purchase. Get over to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and buy all your tickets for this summer's fun. Maybe you want to take them to their first concert. Go to SeatGeek.com and apply my code FIRSTCLASS, one word, FIRSTCLASS, and save $20 off your ticket purchase. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. And how about bedtime with the girls, Don? Are you uh, singing Miracles Happen to them? Do you play the guitar? Are you reading them stories? Yeah, I um, I uh, bring out the guitar and they love it and, and sing to them and, and uh, write them little songs and they, they, they're, they're very much into uh, this this little this show that they that they love that sings all these nursery rhymes so i i play back the nursery rhymes to them when we have them clapping and and um not so much at bedtime though i would say uh the one of my girls goes to sleep and sleeps through the night no problem the other one she's uh she likes to she, she doesn't want to stop she's she's 100 miles an hour every hour she's awake and most of those hours she's awake seem to be at night very cool and do your boys either one of them show any interest in uh playing the guitar or any instruments at all yeah they um my oldest son plays piano and they both sing and my younger son wants to play guitar and plays drums you know we we have a studio at the house it's where i recorded most of the record and uh it's in we have a barn on our property and so we recorded most of it there and we have instruments set up and they're in there quite a bit, you know, jamming around, playing through tunes. But they're they're both very musical. Okay, and do the boys get a chance to watch any of the films that you work on as a cameraman? Uh, the last two have been either PG-13 or R, so no, they haven't seen them. Um, but a lot of the commercials they they uh, they they've seen and and. Um, they uh they've been on set before their favorite thing on set is uh is the craft services of course and and we always laugh because you know the old joke is with craft services on a on a show 
the candies that are in the jars have probably been in there for longer than all of our careers put together. <laughs> so, but it's always the first thing the kids go for, and it's it's uh, sometimes it's prop candy that's just made it back into craft services. But there, we make little movies at the house. Um, you know, we they have an iPad, and so I use the iPad to sort of show them how to light and make a little story, and so they can film it and edit it right there, and and uh, they do really well with it. They they uh, they take it all in stride. They've been in a couple of commercials. They've been in some NHL commercials and uh, some some an insurance company commercial and some other stuff. So they're they're sort of used to the the production thing. They're they're kind of over it. I did a, I worked on a movie called Resident Evil and uh, a little too dark for the boys to see. So <laughs> I would think so. Um, and I know that so much has changed technology wise here in the way we as parents shoot home movies. I remember my dad had one of those video cameras that made him look like he was working for NBC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, you know, we shoot these quick bursts of videos with our iPhone. So do you use a professional camera as a dad to shoot family videos or do you use the iPad and the iPhone like the rest of us? I think it's iPad and iPhone, really. Yeah, I mean, i i have I have all of these generations of little HD cameras, and they kept getting smaller and smaller. And um, you know, I mean, i I come from the world of shooting on 35 millimeter film, where you're, you know your camera rig is anywhere from 60 to 100 pounds, and um, to have the iPhone and shoot on that is, or the smartphone, you know, is a a pretty nice luxury that seems to have won out over the uh traditional methods but i have all of these skeletons of cameras you know with old footage on it that i'm i've i've neglectfully procrastinated on you know transferring and making into something that might that's going to have to go back on the radar and make it into the the family movies Okay, and how about as far as shooting the films and the commercials themselves, Don? Are you still using the old cameras, or is everything digital now? Uh, you know, it's a mixture. Every once in a while, we'll still use film. There's still great, uh, still great need for what a 35 millimeter film camera does in terms of a format, you know, um, and 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 then we we primarily use. Um, Digital technology, you know, uh, sensors. I use I use red cameras mostly. Sometimes Aeroflex Alexa, but mostly red cameras. And uh, but the the funny part is the fundamentals are still the same. You know, the the principles and the philosophies are all the same. They're just instead of applied to um, exposing on 35 millimeter film. It's applied to exposing on to a camera sensor, a digital sensor, and and you have very different approaches, but the fundamentals, you know, to the lighting and and performance and the process is all the same. And so, the adaptations occur in the on the technological level, but the the practical fundamentals are all the same. Same with music. You know, we're we're no longer really recording on on tape. Of course, I I say that I just did a project couple months ago when we recorded um on tape not not any of my songs for another for another project but um you know the fundamentals are the same i mean the 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 space in which you're performing and and 
what is the narrative that you're trying to communicate and, um, you know, what is the arrangement, all of those things, uh, whether it's a digital capture or an analog capture or, or um, you know, whatever the, whatever the technological medium is, I think the, the process and the fundamentals remain, remain the same no matter which art form you're in. Okay, very cool. And what type of uh, films or projects are you working on here now? What's next for you? Well, I'm um, actually scouting for a project. I'm out in the desert right now as I'm talking to you. I am in, uh, uh, I'm about three hours from Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, I'm staring at an 8,000 foot cliff of red rock in something called Canyonland. And uh, I'm under pretty strict NDA. I can't say who it's for or what it is, but it's it's this beautiful place, and we'll be filming out here in uh, in a little while, a couple months. And um, it's uh, it's a wild place, man. It's it's unforgiving territory. Okay, last thing I want to hit you with here, Don. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Who, um. Mm. About to be, about to be dad. Um, I think, I think I'm a big fan of nurture over nature. And you cannot go wrong with love. I really do think, you know, it, it's what, it's one of the few things Einstein had a very difficult time trying to define. And I would say I'm there as well. So as much love as you can pour into them, uh, do it. And 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 love, love should, you know, be paramount to every other thing that that they are introduced to. And and if if love is at the center. You know, uh, pursue it. Go for it each time. Very well said. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Don Shirell, you are a first class father. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. I'm back with some closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Don Shirell for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Locking in for tomorrow, we have Marcus Koval. He's a former MMA fighter whose 15-month-old son, Liam, was tragically killed by a drunk driver. He is going to tell us all about the story and how he plans on changing the drinking and driving laws across the country. Don't miss out on that. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.